Hey guys, welcome back to Unmapped. I'm your host Hannah. Unmapped is a podcast where I explore answers to life-changing questions that were never taught to me in school, the possibilities of life that were never known to me from my upbringing. First of all, I would love to share with you, my dearest listeners, an exciting news. Unmapped has geared up this week with a proper microphone and a tripod. Before this, I have been recording with my Samsung cell phone. I know it doesn't seem much, but every little step forward into this passion project of mine, which I thought for a very long time would never exist, makes me feel thrilled. I started playing with this microphone the second I received it. And please note that I was tipsy on some of the following recordings. Hi guys, welcome to Unmapped. I think there's something wrong with this. Uh, settings. Maybe I'm, I did something. Did you do something with it? No. No. Welcome to the Hotel California. And that is me with my ukulele. I just feel so happy. So happy. So happy. So happy. So happy. So happy. Talking to myself. Okay, that's enough. Well, you get the message. I got the first permanent contract of my life five months ago. Buying myself a microphone is the best gift for myself. Obviously, Unmapped is not making me any money. Some people asked me my goal of doing this podcast. Well, I definitely do not expect it to financially support me because this podcast enriches my mind and my heart and being able to take care of my passion is one of the biggest perks of growing up. So this is the last story of courage and fear. It is a story of my own. A lot of you asked me about the scariest thing I have ever done after the last episode. I have done a lot of things that could seem scary to other people in my life. Going alone to the Sri Lankan village to be a voluntary teacher at the age of 19, while traveling alone in Kathmandu, accept the invitation of my car driver to go to his house to dinner with his family. For my family in a small town in China, me coming to live alone abroad is scary. For my colleagues, to present in French my third language which I do not master perfectly in front of important clients might be scary. For my friends, me being unemployed while looking to change my career path might be very scary. But I believe that above all this, what definitely ranked as one of the scariest things to do for me was to start this very podcast. All the fear that I went through was the reason why I made the first episode of my podcast about fear. Remember the questions in the last episode? Here's me trying to answer my own questions. What is the scariest thing that you had to do? For me, it was starting this very podcast. And how did it feel like to actually do it? For me, it felt like uh, forcing my steps into something that seems like a dark void. So, with no overdue, here is the story. Summer 2014, 
I can still remember it was a chilling summer evening in Chengdu, the city where I did my university study. I just saw on my phone that a classmate of mine shared an application called Podcast. He said it was a great way to learn English. So I downloaded an episode from this app Podcast. I put on my headset and left home for grocery shopping. And there, my mind was blown. The voice from the other side of my phone transported me to somewhere in U.S., where a woman was telling me a love story after a tragedy that took away her entire lower body's mobility. I remember that I ended up spending one hour walking downstairs of my apartment, taking turn after turn, as if I was taking a long walk. With this lady who shared with me her most treasured love story, under the moonlight. That was six years ago. I was twenty by then. Since then, I always loved everything audio. I had some of the most nourishing moments, where I led the voice of the storyteller to carry me somewhere far away, while I was sitting in a metro, a bus, or a flight. Dull moments become the most exciting journeys. That was my way of traveling beyond distance as a college girl in China. These years of listening to podcast planted a seed in my heart that one day I would love to start a podcast of my own. Many many things happened during these years. I graduated from college. I came to France to study. I found a job while studying. I graduated from my postgraduate school. New country, new people, new job. Life was dazzling. Time was flying. The simple thought of starting a podcast became more urgent as I turned my calendar every year. Making a podcast started to seem like the item on my resolution list. That I would never take any action upon. End of last year, I sat down with myself to lay out an ambitious plan to put this project in action. I made a perfect timeline to craft stories in three days, collecting feedback in three days, and record materials in the next five days. Everything had to be finished by the end of December last year. However, the plan hit a rock on the first obstacle that came my way. I then gave myself all sorts of excuses to postpone the plan. I should prioritize the time with my family. I just changed job so I should focus more on my work. I should read more books. All these excuses, which I found for myself, were legit, but deep down I knew. That I was handcuffed by my fear and doubts. What if the podcast doesn't come out as good as I wanted? What if the hours and days I've been investing will end up being a waste? What if my voice does not sound good? What if I can't crack the voice editing software? Will I feel comfortable asking people's help to listen to it? What will people think of me afterwards? What would my friends think? What would my colleagues think? What if people hate it? 
Or even worse, what if no one listens to it at all? But God, I would be lying to myself if I say that the project was not on the back of my mind every single day. Sometimes I lost sleep thinking about it, like a teenager in love. The sense of urgency came to a peak, a month into the lockdown. I was all of a sudden left with no excuse, but shame. The shame to face the reality that I was just a daydreamer. All the excuses were not what was blocking me. What was blocking me from doing something about it was me. And I also felt like the lockdown was my last chance to do something. It's a rather Chinese thinking, but as I am approaching 30, people will start to expect me to do something serious about my life, to be more settled, to be more serious and to be more stable. Will I ever do anything like this if it's not today? At the beginning of the quarantine, I started reading a book called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, where she said fear was boring, fear is the same thing every day. I looked back at my time spent hesitating about the podcast idea. Nothing happened. My life spent dwelling on the same fear seemed even boring to myself. Do I want the boredom to be the narrative of my life? You guys, I wanted to meet Faye. We call Faye Miss Sunshine, because one thing you cannot ignore on her, even on the brief contact, is her warmth and positivity. She has the power of making you feel more worthy and confident just by being around her. Before becoming one of my best friends, Faye was my college classmate. In the second year of college, she went to France for an exchange and I went to Russia. At the return to college, she handed me a mini perfume of Dior Mademoiselle and a card saying why she always wanted to be friends with me. I was surprised to receive the love declaration from Faye, the girl who was loved by everyone else. Now years later I understood, that is Faye. She makes everyone around her feel special and appreciated. She can see your superpower even when you cannot yourself. Faye left China after college to pursue her study in UK. After graduation, she joined a multinational company as a marketeer. Passionate, motivated, and smart, everyone believed that Faye would fast-track in her career progress and live happily ever after as the office lady behind the shining glass skyscraper in a central business district in Shanghai. But Miss Sunshine found herself to be unhappy. The office lady job was not glamorous as she imagined. She found herself to work around the clock with way too many stress that was taking a toll on her health and mind. Here is Faye recalling that period. When I uh, decided to quit my job, I spent a lot of time struggling um, one, and a, one and a half year ago. One day, I like 
on my bed, and I feel so so many pressure and、uh, stress on myself. And as usual, you know, I'm a person who really like to use different frameworks to analyze, like、oh, uh, choice between choice, like plan A and plan B, choice A versus choice B. What's their strengths, weakness, and oh my god, so many different frameworks come to my mind, and I started, and I started to use all the frameworks that I know and search from the internet. But after those kind of rational. Um, analysis. I still cannot make up my decision, and then I lie on my bed and I feel like、uh, very, very struggling, and、uh, I don't feel very well、um, during so much like workload and so much like analysis again. So I just ask myself a very simple question, which is. What will you do if you have one day to live? Then I found out. Oh my gosh, I haven't done anything about like my gifting project or my gifting store, and、uh, I haven't spent、uh, much time with my beloved families. I haven't explored the、uh, myself and the world so deeply and wildly. If I only have one day to live, I don't want to、um, like waste my time, my precious time, my precious life into the work that I was doing at that time. That moment when Fei asked herself this simple question while laying on her bed in the midst of the big city of Shanghai. Marked the beginning of her marvelous journey of self-exploration. After quitting her job, Faye started a series of exploration to realize her dream of connecting the world with gift and love. It wasn't just any gift store that she opened; she initiated a crowdfunding project called One Hundred Gift Adventure, where she went on a trip to Taiwan and Japan. To purchase personalized gifts for the 100 backers of her project, she went along on a month's tour to search for unique gifts for these 100 people. She came back with luggage of 60 kilograms of gifts and so many stories. Four months later, she initiated a group wedding event for 40 young Chinese women to marry themselves. A beautiful event where young women sealed vows to love themselves for better or for worse. I looked at what she did with so much admiration. There, I saw exactly this courage that I missed in me—to be all in on something we do not have any control over. It is a very vulnerable feeling to put the success of our passion, our most vulnerable endeavors. At the mercy of strangers and uncertainty, when we are ready to offer our truest, most beautiful effort in the hope of making someone else's life slightly better, how do we know that our voice won't disappear in the ocean of strangers? Where do we settle our dream if it ends up as a failure? Sometimes it is an easy way out, not trying at all, so that we will never face. 
the horrible consequences that we do not know if we can handle. I asked her how was the decision made for her, and how did she face that potential failure. I guess I would say、um, the moment that I decided to do the project, I just feel okay, nothing to lose. Even though I only have like ten people signing, I just gonna start my adventure with ten people. It's not the. I think for me at that moment, it's not like a very business-driven project. I need to make profits from it. So unless I get 100 supporters, I won't go there. No, it's like my own project to really help me to achieve my own dream and also to understand myself deeper and explore the world more widely. So I guess it's because of this kind of. Objective and uh, uh, feelings made me feel fearless. I、uh, focus more on how to really make this happen, and also by baby steps. After I really、uh, made the videos, I just. Getting a little bit more confident, and then after I edited and sent to some of my friends, they say, "Okay, it's absolutely great." Then I gain more confidence. Just step by step, the confidence levels keep increasing, and the、uh, whole project just moving more and more smoothly. I think okay. I'm still young. I don't think it will ruin my whole life if I fail this kind of project. And also, I don't have a job anymore. So this is gonna be a very free free time for me to try some experiments. So I also. Talked with my friends and my families, so they all support me to do that. So, if I feel I won't lose my family and my friends,、uh, that's why I think okay.、Mm, at that moment, when I start this project, I have nothing to lose. So, how come I become so oh stressed out about the failure? Sophie, as a girl who had a lot to give, she gave warmth and love to 100 people who received her gifts, prepared with so much attention. She gave power to 40 girls to love themselves no matter what. But now it is truly empowering to know that, before helping the big world out there, the true measure of success was to discover herself and to become a stronger person. Win or lose, I know that she would come out as a better person. One listener or one hundred listeners, 
I knew that I would have learned and grown. There is really nothing to lose. It is also why I guess Faith's project was so inspiring to so many people, because before helping the others, she was the girl leaving a promising job, only to encounter the voice of truth inside of her heart. There is also another passage of the book Big Magic, where Elizabeth Gilbert talked about the creative work that somehow touched my heart so deeply. It is okay if your work is fun for you. It is also okay if your work is healing for you, or fascinating for you, or redemptive for you, or if it's maybe just a hobby that keeps you from going crazy. It is even okay if your work is totally frivolous. That's allowed. That's all allowed. Your reasons to create are reason enough. Merely by pursuing what you love, you may inevitably end up helping us plenty. There is no love which does not become help, taught the theologian Paul Tillich. Do whatever brings you to life. Then, follow your fascinations, obsessions, and compulsions. Trust them. Create whatever creates a revolution in your heart. The rest will take care of itself. Do you understand how I felt about creating this podcast? Let's turn the clock back to the 1990s. Remember the girl recording her own voice in the cassette in the first episode? If you haven't listened to the first episode, let me quickly catch you up. That little girl is me, Hannah. Both her parents graduated from universities. And were assigned to work in this tiny town in China as government servants. In the 1980s rural China, two children from poor families becoming university graduates were a big deal. Both her parents were considered talents for this tiny town where they were working. This little family was poor but dignified. Her parents were determined to raise their daughter to be someone exceptional, like them. The little girl was told, when she was little, that she could be anything. As a star of the extended family, she was told that she should always show up and be visible. She was taught to make a toast in front of the whole family each Chinese New Year, earning a round of enthusiastic applause every time. She was also told that she had a gift to be very articulate. She was told that she could be a TV presenter. She even hosted her own university admission celebration of 200 people. Now let's fast forward to 2011, when the little girl went to university, leaving her supportive little town behind her. Shortly after her arrival, she went for an audition in a radio station to become a host. She was invited to read a script, 
where she was told that her Mandarin was mixed with a strong local accent from the province where she came from. She never did complain, because by then she was grown enough to hide her shame and trained enough to be practical rather than a dreamer. She was, of course, never selected to host anything in university, because she was short and she was not physically attractive enough to be a host. She didn't even bother to try. The little girl silently buried her dream and told herself that childhood dreams are called childhood dreams because we realize how naive they are as soon as we grow up. Life was peaceful, and she became a management consultant years later. She accepted the fact that she won't become a host. It is okay if she's not visible in the world of grown-ups. Today, I cannot find a better way to describe this podcast, rather than a revolution in my heart. The podcast is a wonderland where the wild childhood dream seems to come true, a field to plant my curiosity and let them grow, a movie where I am the scriptwriter even though I made grammar mistakes, the sound engineer even without a degree, the lead actor despite my accent, the one-man show of my favorite kind. It is also my stubborn attempt to prove that it is possible for a person to be a bit more than his or her day job title. It is a revolution in my heart. No more, no less. Faye, she has this mantra that I love. The biggest pain in life is not to feel, but not to experience everything we want. It is a magnitude and amplitude of my life that was at stake. It is exploration that matters. It is a move that matters. It is a way that we dare things, regardless of the outcome, that makes the most beautiful trace of our existence. For me, working on my first episode felt like falling in love. I realized that I was already in love while I was in fear. But now, instead of hesitating to speak to my lover, I engaged into a passionate love affair with my podcast. It makes me wake up full of purpose, going to sleep feeling satisfied. When I interviewed the first person, learned a new function of the audio software, published my first episode, brought my new microphone, I could see little bits of my fear behind me. It was amazing that all the dark fear and struggling work could mount to something so beautiful to me. This story of overcoming fear of doing something new is a story where I liberate myself from a paralyzing power to allow my life to be transformed. I let out the person deep within me that I knew I could become. It might mean nothing for others, but it meant a whole lot to me. It is a revolution of one. This is the end of today's episode, and I am Hannah, a Chinese girl 
a management consultant, and now a Rocky podcaster, speaking to you from her bedroom. Thank you so much for listening. Any thoughts, ideas, feedbacks, your stories? Write me an email at unmappedpodcast@gmail.com. Unmapped is a bi-weekly show, so the next episode will be out on Friday in two weeks. Until the next time, take care and have a wonderful weekend.